The movie begins with a haunting performance by Christian Bale. True to the comics and heart-wrenching. A man faithful to his gods, begging for love and protection. The gods refuse, and yet he is a faithful servant. In turn, his god laughs in his face. Light years away, our hero's long-lost love is dying of cancer. We watch for two hours as her face hollows and she dies. So why did they decide to make this a slapstick comedy? This could have and should have been one of the most dramatic-driven movies in the franchise. It should have been a thriller, almost a horror. But instead, Taika swung way too far. Taika Waititi changed the MCU landscape with Ragnarok, and then he doubled down to a fault. He's like that little brother who tells a dirty joke that makes your grandma chuckle. He hears a laugh and all bets are off. He turns into Gilbert Gottfried over Thanksgiving dinner. Every joke that worked in the third Thor movie was reused to a hilariously unfunny degree. The worst part, it could have been so good. If you strip the dialogue and redo it from scratch, this is a really compelling story. After Avengers, I decided to never believe an MCU movie will be bad until I've seen it. After Shang-Chi, I decided to never believe it's bad until I've seen it twice. This movie was bad. In fact, so bad, I'm not even going to use the dramatic intro music I normally do. This one doesn't deserve it. Welcome back to the Wrong Opinion MCU Rewatch. We're talking about Thor, Love, and Thunder with Ricky Z. Say what's up. Hello. Hello. Uh, So this movie, I came into it thinking I would swing a little too far and say it was the worst movie of the MCU. Uh, I'm going to spoil a little bit. I don't have it dead last. I liked it slightly more rewatching it, but everything I hated about it, I still hated. I want to see if that's kind of the same opinion you have. Yeah, I think um, I think all the things I hated the first time I so let me back up when I saw it the first time I was super amped up. It was delayed forever because of all the COVID stuff and I was just getting progressively more bummed. Same for like all the delays with Black Widow where I was just like, gosh, I was just so bummed and all I want to do is see this movie. And then it was like, eh. So this one, I was like amped up. And I even told myself, like, don't get too excited because every time you get high expectations to a movie, you, you're you like let down, Spider-Man 3. Yeah, like, so then, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'll like, I'll watch it and I'm like, here we go. But I talked myself out of it. was like, okay, they've kind of been killing it. Ragnarok was so good. It's the same team pretty much. Like it can't get, it can't be bad. And then I was in the theater and I just kind of kept getting kind of sad, like all throughout where I was just like, man, I don't know. Eh, meh, uh. And I kept kind of having really lots of ups and downs. There was no in between. I hated stuff or I love stuff. The stuff I hated or we'll say really didn't like um, mostly, I think, stayed the same. I don't think any of that changed. Um, I think I maybe I cared a little less about some things the second time. Yeah. But the stuff I liked mostly stayed the same, too. Um, I think my overall feelings at the end shifted a little bit. I don't know. My initial watch, I, I liked it less every passing week after I'd seen it. So, like, the I saw it. and thought about it, the more you Yeah, and I was like, it. gosh, yeah. dang it. You know, because I tried to talk myself out of it. Don't be that guy who's like, oh, it's it didn't follow the comics this way. Because it did for a lot of things. Then I was yeah. like, quit being a weirdo and nitpicking. And then I'm like. Actually, no, I kind of don't like this stuff. And I didn't like this other thing. And some of it was like, it was kind of like, it is the intro mentioned. Uh, 
like a like a middle schooler who tells a joke and then is like, oh, that was a good one. Well, I have a hundred more that are terrible, <laughs> and you just kind of, and it's like a bunch of almost funny that doesn't quite work. Yeah, I don't know. So that yeah, I'd say I feel similarly the first time, but I feel like I've softened a little bit um, yeah. on my distaste. I think as I was watching it the first time through, I realized about halfway through that it was bad. So then the rest of my mind was painted with that. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, I'm not going to spoil what I'm going to talk about in the pod, but um, there, there's just one scene that I absolutely loved that I think might've saved my opinion of this movie. And then I enjoyed the ending too. And that, that, that was good. Um, but it's like comic accurate. It was like in, in terms of, vibes of characters and tone it kind of was in a lot of ways yeah it was pretty solid yeah there's one thing with gore that i'm sure we're both going to talk about that was different but i think that's acceptable um i think the issue fully rests on uh on taika waititi like we talked about just swinging too far into the into what worked with ragnarok yeah and it just everything about this movie pointed it to being a super dramatic super depressing at times movie like it's about a girl that has cancer and a, a depressed dad who just lost his kid and wants to kill all the gods like why yeah. is that why is this and a, a dude who's movie, been alive you know? for a thousand years and everybody he loves has died like it's everybody's sad <laughs> yeah <laughs> not have been a happy movie. and i like there's points where like even the characters i don't want to I'm, I'm gonna talk about this right now actually um, <laughs> <laughs> there's points where the characters like forget that it's super scary right now you know and they're still cracking yeah. jokes and that's just not like even in ragnarok when it got real like they stopped making jokes, you know? Yeah. And um, I, f- I feel like there were moments in this movie that did that where you're like, Oh uh, gosh, it was the first half of the movie. I should have wrote it down, but it was uh, like the way Chris Hemsworth's face shifts. You're like, Oh, this is serious. And like, mm-hmm. he just did it really well. And it was that super smooth Ragnarok type transition from silly to, Oh, this is for real. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple moments like that throughout the movie but it just it wasn't as seamless as it was in the Guardians movies or uh, Ragnarok, where I was just like, man, they have so much stuff in this movie that is awesome. And then just kind of missing it a little bit. Yeah. For me. Uh, it, it's funny because going into probably like coming out of COVID, you know, um, in that like little break, I would have thought that taika waititi and james gunn those are like the two because they're kind of similar styles and and stuff and um probably the two best working mcu directors yeah that's fair um and then just the last year and a half, as, like, as far as james like actively gunn working just, yeah it's like actively working on mcu projects and then in the last year and a half james gunn just broke away like it, it's he's clearly the number one and now he's with dc so that sucks i think i mean i good for them because i think uh I don't know. It's the stuff he's got going over there. Seems like it's gonna be pretty awesome too. Yeah, I I actually because I don't care as much about DC, but I think that uh, cool things are gonna come. I like act, who, like who would have thought? Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, James Gunn would be the gap that bridges us to getting a Marvel versus DC movie. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, but let's get to. <laughs> <laughs> I even hated that in comics. It's like I don't like maybe it's just. That's I, because I, I you're a sad person. Like, it was such a cool thing for comics probably not for movies but i'd probably still watch it i would watch it and then (laughs) probably love it i mean alien versus predator happened so i mean what what was that that. alien versus predator happened and people love that and freddy versus jason happened and people love that wolverine versus predator just happened in the comics too i don't know if you saw that yeah that was exciting 
Um, well, let's get to the awards. You got first pick. Um, okay. I'll do, uh, we'll start with the James Gunn. I think that's what we're calling it now, the James Gunn Award for Funniest Moment, which so is funny. James Gunn, or, okay, the Taika Waititi used to be James Gunn Award. Yeah, I, I thought off. you left the line in there on purpose. I was like, it's it's lined out, but, um, but yeah, um, I'll start with that one. It's kind of funny because it was the Taika Waititi, and now this movie is actually kind of showing why maybe it shouldn't be called that. Um, I think throughout the movie, there's funny stuff, nothing that's like blow your mind funny, but you know, consistent funny, and then a lot of jokes that are just kind of meh. Not bad, not good, nothing. There really wasn't a ton where I was just like, oh, that was a stupid joke. More just like, okay, I guess you're trying. Like was, yeah. But I thought the little kids fighting the shadow monsters was hysterical. Uh, even though, like, initially, I remember when it happened in the movie, in theaters, I was like, dumb, why is this happening? And then it happened, and I was like, oh, this is funny. And then this time, too, I was like, oh, here we go again. And then I started laughing because that little girl – who like slices that one monster from end to end. Yeah. She's just like little and it was funny. And that kid with the bunny, uh, <laughs> the like bunny. lightning bolting people out of her, the eye. <laughs> I thought that was stupid, but it was funny. It, I don't know. It made me laugh. And it's very much in line with nutty cosmic comic book crap. Um, and also, uh, so that and that little scene. And then I think initially the screaming goats, um that I wore on that me a little bit after a while but exact same thing the first time you see the screaming joke the screaming goats it was so funny and yeah. then they kept doing it and it's like, so i no was longer funny i was excited about that because of the goats in the comics and then they're screaming and i was like oh my gosh this is funny and then mm -hmm. that like, maybe through the first scene where they wouldn't stop screaming uh until he said something about eating them that like that was all pretty funny and then uh when they come back in like when Korg calls them when they're uh at the uh omnipotent city. Um, I think I added like two syllables to that just then. Anyway, when they're at omnipotent city, then that that scene where the goats come in was also funny. Yeah. But it, it felt like it maybe the screaming overstayed just a touch. Uh yeah, there were there was one specifically that should have been scrapped, and I'm gonna talk about that in a separate awards i'm not talking about that right now um cool. but i agree that it's just 100 that was the first time it was one of the funniest scenes in the last several movies and then they just mm -hmm. kept doing it um but most of the things about this movie that i liked were like that like the jokes that i liked were like the smaller jokes because i just don't think yeah. any of the bigger jokes landed it, it's like you said it's not even like oh whatever yeah it's like watching a kid's movie almost where it's like you see a joke and then it's like well yeah i see that that's a joke it's yeah you see it coming for quite a ways you're just yeah. like oh good it's for let's uh my kids are well my daughter specifically Addie's watching hannah montana right now every joke is like crazy predictable because it's basic generic sitcom stuff yeah for younger kids you know and teens and whatever and it's it felt not i'm not saying it was like hannah montana but it kind of had like <laughs> that quality of humor where i'm like it's not not funny it's just mm, eh. but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you i think the smaller stuff was funny yeah and so it, even when i was trying to fill this out i didn't even i couldn't think of specific gut busting funny moments not that they have to have them i just couldn't really think of any yeah i've got three of the funny ones as, as um 
examples and then uh one that did make me like burst my gut um when actor thor threw the hammer and then it just like slowly on the string. <laughs> that was pretty funny <laughs> that was good um, i actually really like all the reenactment stuff i think that crap is so funny yeah uh and then when thor in a flashback he gets a call from nick fury and then it's listed as nick furry f-u-r-r-y yeah. that just that was stupid and funny <laughs> Um, just a little then, quick thing that you uh, honestly probably half the people in the theater didn't even notice it you're just yeah. like i was like ah, oh, he spelled it wrong <laughs> I, I actually saw it i was looking at goofs like on imdb like mistakes and somebody put yeah. that as a mistake i was like that was clearly on purpose that's pretty that's sure cool. that would not have made it through all of the editing levels yeah no. <laughs> it just seems unlikely uh, and then when they're in new asgard and uh um valkyrie's trying to build an army she uh, somebody says half our soldiers are dead Somebody else says, half our soldiers are always dead. Yeah, that was... Uh... That was good. But the one that I thought was hilarious was Thor angrily smashing the vending machine. And then he walks in with an armful of snacks. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. It's like somebody had left the door. Uh, hold up, I'm gonna... That was funny. That did make me laugh. It's just how he's like, some idiot put, put a fridge with no door or whatever he said. That was, yeah. That was funny. I, I don't even know what he said because it didn't make any sense, but it, it, is, it is well done. Um, but I think the timing of that was good too because a lot of times in this movie, uh, he said about this, I said this about um, Guardians 2, just misplaced humor where they try to break up drama with their humor. Yeah. Um, but that one, it was like super dramatic and sad and then like a scene change and then yep. an angry moment and then like funny and then leading into like a heartfelt. So it's just really well-timed. Yeah. Um. But that's going to lead right into the Taika Waititi Award for the joke they could have scrapped. When a hero accidentally destroys the temple of the people he's trying to save, that's just never funny to me. That's just like I thought... <laughs> cheap, sad humor. It's like I, I, I always hate those in shows. I don't know why. Like those, I felt like that one was kind of like I laughed because it's like, oh, like funny because it's wrong. Yeah. It made me laugh, but the part about that, that I didn't like was that it was almost like they just didn't care. Like not that, not the heroes, but like the people, they were like, Oh my gosh, this is a huge deal. And then a minute later they were like talking to them like they were buddies well, and they yeah, weren't like then, super raging. That next scene, um, Thor keeps trying to apologize. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I'll just get angry. So, yeah. So that's, it's, it's like, yeah, they're like weird monks that are like, we got to stay in our, our place with our chill and not be, uh, not be angry. I don't know. Uh, that might yeah, be it was, it was an iffy one. Um, the one that, like, throughout the entire movie, like, Mjolnir in the comics has, um, like, kind of a personality. Like, in, in the Avengers Forever, I think it was done in a way that was cool. Um, but the weird, like, sexual tension almost between him <laughs> and Stormbreaker and Mjolnir, that was just, that yeah. wasn't funny. It just made me feel weird inside. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's that's what I put down. Um, yeah, good. I, I just put some of the hammer talking stuff because, like, some of the jokes were funny. Some yeah. of the like the little bits of like where it was more th when it seemed like it was more just in Thor's head, like yeah. he's just more like, oh, man, my hammers and whatever. And I got this hammer. And then the but when they made it more, I feel like the more personality they gave to the hammers, the more I was like, uh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, yeah, it was like. And he's like pouring a drink on it and like weird. I was just like, this he is like weird. Rubs it, pets it. it yeah, it's like I, I, little bits. Like if he had just been like, this is my hammer and I love it a lot. This is my axe and I love it a lot. And he's like weird and petting it because he's kind of been like that in the other movies. Wow. But then when it's like 
Stormbreakers overhearing conversations and reacting to it. And I was just like, ah, yeah. I feel like feel like we can let this joke die it's a perfect example of a, of a joke a specific joke that was funny in the first one when core kind of went on a rant of like uh it sounds like he had a really emotional attachment to this hammer and then he yeah. wants to like lose it whatever um and then they took that and then just ran with it and wasn't funny yeah. anymore. yep exactly and i feel like they nailed it in ragnarok and then it was just like okay yeah uh, <laughs> yeah uh, i think just a lot of times i have like four different examples while just kind of summation um they made the characters dumber and just lamer in a lot of different ways uh like jane is a scientist a doctor genius and then she's just so dumb her catchphrases i didn't think were funny um thor specifically one time he makes a joke about feasting on the kids before they go out to save the kids like why is he that dumb he's never been that dumb i didn't like that and then he said i mean he had of course some moments like the loki tattoos were dumb yeah i didn't like that Uh, there was a (laughs) trivia though i forgot about that that. was interesting so i'm gonna get to that later Um, the uh yeah i didn't i didn't like uh some you're right the dumb i i gave jane stuff a pass because a lot of times though they have not done anything previously to indicate she's like this, a lot of people who are super crazy smart don't do well with certain, what we would consider standard social type things, like a yep. catchphrase or, or witty banter. Um, so maybe there's that, but they've really never made her socially awkward too much. I don't know. She was I, like kind of in the first one, she's kind of like a, not like a recluse, but like kind of away from civilization. So you kind of at social weirdness. And then in the second one, the weird date stuff, but this one, it was just, that's true. I forgot about that. Cause I've never really, I've only watched that movie twice or three times. I think. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But it, I don't, yeah, I didn't feel, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought the Loki tattoos were stupid, but cool. Same page. Um, (laughs) And then last one, the God of Dumplings. That wasn't funny. I don't like that. that you see like an I animated thought, dumpling that so, doesn't fit with the rest of the art. That was stupid. I had the same reaction. I think both times I watched this movie and I like had a flashback as it was happening to me. I, uh, in the theater, I was like, oh, that's funny. And then I'm like, wait, no, it isn't. Yeah. Why? No. Why? I don't understand. Like, it was like we crossed over into the amazing world of Gumball and which is a funny show, but not tied to this at all. And then the second time I had the same sequence of events. It's like, <laughs> I've hit my head in between there. So I don't know if that just happened, but I'm like, Oh, it's funny. His name's bow. I get it. Like a dumpling. And then like, Oh, it's like a little anime dumpling thing, which again, I, I don't know if you've watched amazing world of gumball. No. It is hilarious. And it blends a bunch of art styles together and it makes this really stupid cartoon. And it's great, but not a Thor movie. So it just it felt yeah weird. You know what it reminded me of in uh in the Spider Verse movie is when you see Spider Ham and it's this goofy out of place artistically thing and it works there because that was that type of movie. But then here yep. it's just not. Yeah, you know? it works so well in Spider Verse. It does it shouldn't work, but somehow they made it like an actual drama piece too. And you're like, how how is the comic relief also a good source of dramatic stuff? Yeah, uh, and, but and in this dumb. I don't even love uh, what's the name Spider Ham. Um, the first time we see him, but then as we go on, it becomes like an actual. So that's yeah. The story. <laughs> um, you are up. Okay. Um, I'll go with the Hawkeye Award. Just going right down the old 
right down the old line there. Um, and I, th- I thought that the scenes uh, in eternity, the, the whole love conversation with Gore was unexpected for me. I didn't, I didn't expect that to occur period. Um, so it's not that, not that I wouldn't expect that conversation to be inspiring, but I just didn't expect it to even be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gore is irredeemable in, I mean, in any, <laughs> as far as the comic story, right? Like he's just bad. Mm-hmm. And they, they kind of did some more similar to what they did with Thanos, where they made it slightly more relatable than what the comic version of this character is. Um, and, it was just weird. Didn't expect it to come up. And then, um, of course that's a, they expressed it. I feel like more or like they, they articulated it more clearly in this movie than in a lot of movies. Cause usually you get the whole like, Oh, revenge is bad. It's fun for a minute, but it really makes everything worse. That's a pretty standard theme. We've all seen Punisher stuff. It count of Monte Cristo gets into like, these are all great things, but this one really spelled out the love part of it in a way I didn't expect despite the title. And uh, I felt like that was a really well put together scene that I did not see coming. Yeah. Cause I think that it could have been done really poorly and really cheesy. And I mean, it was a little cheesy, but I think they, yeah, they flirted with the line for sure. Yeah. Um, So it was like, it was where like the message was good. Yeah. So it kind of helped cover over the flirting with that line of being a little too cornball. Yeah. But like, I mean, that was, it, it made sense. Like the deeper it gets into it and you're like, man, everybody's essentially dead now. Like this is what they think probably in their heads. They're all assuming they're dead mm-hmm. and Gore has those realizations. So a lot of truthfully, a lot of the inspiration of the scene to me is watching Christian Bale's face. Like as he kind of, has realizations and transitions through like cool get my daughter back every god's die all the stuff and then transitions into like something i need to like do something better and i i missed the mark and my daughter wouldn't be cool with me and all these like yeah. the realizations that are I, I assume are processing through his brain then of course thor says words and stuff but uh yeah i think yeah. there's been a lot of uh like probably too many redemption arcs in the last few movies. Um, mm. But that doesn't mean that all of them suck. It just means that all of them are happening, but some of them are still good and well-placed. And I think this is one of the ones that was well-placed. Um, Cause part of it too, is that he had the necrosword and that was poisoning him. And then yeah. it was destroyed, but he was still like on this momentum of like, I need to kill the gods even after he yep. became human and regular. Um, yeah. So at least it, it made sense. Like the pieces added up and yeah. I think bonus is he does die anyway. Like yeah. for me, I if he hadn't died, I would have been very irritated. Um, yeah. But him him actually dying and not, you know, I enjoy the Loki stuff, but there's also some small annoyance with me that somehow this bad guy keeps not being a bad guy, but is also a bad guy, but isn't a bad guy, but he's dead and then he's not dead and he's bad, but he's not bad. Yeah. But I still enjoy it and I really have enjoyed it the whole time but I'm glad that they stayed away from anything close to like Gore's going to be redeemed and not be dead. Like, yeah, I'm just glad yeah. he's dead. There's redemption of like becoming a hero and then redemption of just like stopping. Yeah. I fixed guy. it. And now I'm yeah, dead. I'm, you know, it's, um, and with Loki, I think I, 
also have the same opinion, but because Hiddleston is so good in the role. Yeah, they like, really it's did. It's like, it's okay. We're fine. Yeah, exactly. I give it a pass because it's good. <laughs> it's yeah. been, it's worked really well. Yeah. Uh, but the, just that, that Gore's, it, I, I wrote down, it reminded me of like the Martin Luther King speech of like, hate cannot drive out or hate only love can do that, whatever it was. And then in the last yeah. Jedi, like you can only get what you want with love and not hate. And it's one of those things, as I'm saying, like it feels cheesy saying it, but in the movie, it was like, oh, wow, you know. Yeah, and even even those, in uh, the Last the Jedi, I was the the scene in the Last Jedi. I was like, what? Wait, what? And then I was like, oh no, that's good. Like it took me a minute, yeah. and I was like, ew. Oh wait, no, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, that I love that line, but her crashing, like you still want to kill the bad guys, you know? So just, yeah, that scene didn't make sense, but the line was good. Um. And then on top of that, in that same scene, we're going long on this one, so I'll, I'll be quick with it. But um, Thor, like Thor's end of that too, is really inspiring. Where like he yeah. he just wants to spend his last minutes with the person he loves because she's about to die, and that was yeah, yeah. It kind of and it fed into like kind of what he'd said before, but now like applied to him where he Jane was like, oh, what about doing all this together? And he was like, that was before like I knew you may not have it tomorrow. That whole scene, mm-hmm. and now it's like applying to himself. Because he's, I, I think he's assuming they're just dead or they're going to be dead very quickly and it's over. I mean, he says outright, you won, it's over. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm with you. I like that one. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I'm going to go with the Captain Marvel Award, the character that inexplicably didn't help save the world. Because I think this one is insane. They say they're, you know, gorgeous attacked. They're in New Asgard. They say, we need reinforcements. So then they go to talk to a bunch of other egotistical gods who might help, I guess, instead of yeah. the dudes they just left. Like, yeah, they right. were talking to Quill 20 minutes ago. Just call him. Right? <laughs> you got a little, like, a, a wizard on the planet that could probably help out. Not calling yeah. him. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> Was I that the one? Want Falcon around or, you know, Bucky Barnes. But Doctor Strange, give him a call. Come on. Yeah, just talk to him. It wasn't that long ago you guys saved the universe together. Yeah, and like on top of that, <laughs> why are the Guardians in this at all? Like, I like the Guardians, and I'm glad we got to see them, but they, they just had no purpose in this movie. And I think it, that Feige had an idea to make this movie more Guardians-related, and then he just changed it at the last minute, and then it... it, it, that it so I think, I think it was actually due to Gunn and Waititi working together on something, because... Gun and the two of them had actually met at some point to discuss the transition of Thor into the Guardians because the Guardians movie takes place after this. Mm-hmm. And they did some kind of uh, one of them shared their one of their scenes or scripts with the other one and got notes to adjust their I can't remember which movie, but one of the movies they made some slight adjustments to to make it mesh better with the next one. So I think this one got some slight adjustments to mesh better into guardians three okay something like that the adjustment was just completely taking them out of the yeah story i wish i wish that they would have been like if they were going to do it do it like i wish they'd have been more in it like if they were you know what i mean like if they're actually going to be in it uh and i kind of talk about that i think in another one of our things yeah who is your captain marvel award um i had uh captain marvel and the guardians maybe those were the ones i put because i mean you're in space. I know she's got like her zone that she operates in or whatever, but like you're already out there. The award's <laughs> called Captain Marvel Award. Why don't I just go with her? Yeah. And 
they've already had a good working relationship. Why not? Um, we already know he gets calls from Nick Furry, so he knows how to get in touch with Captain Marvel, um, yeah. at least through a third party. And then, uh, but and then Guardians, I put the Guardians maybe because same reasons you said it was like, hey, they were just talking. Yeah. And we <laughs> see right there. again, same, same as like with the Avengers people you talk about. I was like, we just did a universal save together. Why don't we maybe do it one more time? Let's do it <laughs> one more time. Remember when we did that? It wasn't that long ago. Like, if uh, we teamed up on things that aren't universal, we could still stop people dying. It doesn't always have to be end of the end of the universe. End of the world. And this one really kind of is, too, if because if he's allowed to continue and he wipes out all gods or whatever. Well, also... That could gods, potentially impact all of the universe if they really do have them as protectors and blah, 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 whatever. But most of the gods seem to be kind of a-holes, so I think the universe would be fine without them. Yeah, they're probably, they're probably okay. They're all right. That's the thing is like Zeus's whole argument is like, oh, they all protect their people and whatever. And you're like, yeah, but you're also really focused on these orgies. And <laughs> I've left that one out. Oh, my! I'm glad you mentioned the word orgy. I've never said that in my life before. Um, <laughs> but in the uh, <laughs> in the Taika Waititi joke that they could have scrapped. Like I get one orgy joke because he's one, Greek, one a little joke. Bit funny. Super there was funny. like seven. The, the, the first one made me laugh. After that, there was probably two or three that didn't. I did I did laugh when he was mad at Thor, and he was like, that's it. You're not, and I was yeah. like, because I kind of, if they had given me more breaks between the jokes and just had yeah. that one in the first one, I probably would have really thought that was funny. But yeah, that's probably that's probably the right the right opinion. You, you but yeah, they did. They definitely the uh, group and then yeah, saying that's, you no longer get it, Thor. That they, would have been perfect. He has that whole thing about protecting people, but obviously is kind of a jerk. Um, and then like obviously when Christian Bale or when Gore meets Rapu, it's like, that guy's the worst. Like he was terrible. <laughs> what a crappy, what a crappy guy. So maybe they'd have been all right. Uh, you got next pick. Um, okay. Uh, well, I'm just going to pick the one right next on the list there. First Avenger award for best one-off character. Uh, because it's a layup. I'm going to go with Gore or it's a layup that I picked this question because I mean, Gore was really good. Christian Bale's really good. There's probably other characters, but that one to me was just like, oh, here's an easy one. Boom. Yeah, he was easily the best part of this this movie. Like he was, he was flawless. No notes. I think he might be a top five to ten MCU villain. I always he's, say top five, a, but then there yeah. are so many movies now. It's like, there's yeah. It's, now I have to like actually do math and like think about it. He he kind of not on the same level as Willem Dafoe with Spider-Man, but same kind of thing was like, you have this guy, this really well-known, really good actor, who's not just a good actor, he's a good character actor and has changed his body so many times for so many roles and is really just pretty impressive how committed he is to this crap. But it's also, you know, a pretty sinister villain who is, you know, a one-off character for sure. Like you can't, there's no way that they're bringing it back. Yeah, it, he was in it so, like in free. He was just not in the movie enough, honestly. Like compared yeah, to that's, what I expected. I think he's kinda, got probably four scenes. Does that sound right? Four to many. six, probably. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, where it's like they're they're certainly big, impactful scenes, and they're longer, I guess. Mm -hmm. But they're just like you know, you get a couple of really good sequences. And I don't know how that stacks up compared to other movies, but 
it seemed like I, I would have been okay with a little bit more. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, obviously, because I am the one that said it first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Bale, I think, like, the fact that he did this role isn't necessarily a shocker because he's done um, creepy, not this creepy, but creepy stuff before. But Russell Crowe being Zeus, I thought, was a, a nice sidestep for what he normally – because he's done comedy, oh, yeah. but never this, like, uh, degrading to himself. Like, he's been kind of uh, – yeah. Like, and he was fat too. Like that, he wasn't like he wasn't gladiator Russell Crowe. He was like embracing his kind of chunkier side. Yeah, being like, a tool. Embracing, that's a good way to say it. Being okay with the fa- the fact that he doesn't look like the same as he did twenty years ago. It's funny that you say that he was fat. Actually, I saw him in the Craven trailer, which looks terrible. Um, and my first thought was, "Wow, John Goodman looks really good." <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, oh, that's funny. John <laughs> oh man. Uh, John um, Goodman makes everything better. He does, but but he is not John Goodman. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think people might have complained that it was too over the top, and I think that was one of the times where the over the top worked because it was this pathetic Greek god, and it, he was very uh, characteristically Greek. Yeah, I thought I thought, I thought it was, it was hilarious. I I heard somebody complain about Zeus early on, or maybe I saw it on Twitter like within weeks of the movie coming out and it was just like, that was so dumb. And I was like, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Cause it's a subjective thing, but I thought that was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. And like, I enjoy when you have like big name, super serious kind of actors who come in and do like, even like Matt Damon doing the reenactment stuff. Obviously he's done silly things before too, but like, yeah, they're more known for being serious actors and for being really good actors. And, uh, big budget actors too so they're coming in and doing kind of silly parts and it i always i don't know why i always enjoy that yeah and the accent was 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 perfect he was i thought that was fun yeah um i'm gonna go with the i'm gonna go with the she hulk award for answers to questions that don't need to be asked i've got two first off when they're in eternity or at eternity i don't know if the place is called eternity when they're with eternity how does thor get home because they don't have a way to transport back. And so does he just wait for Stormbreaker to fly to the middle of the universe? Like that could be months, man, oh. which could explain why he and love are so close. Cause they're sitting alone in a creepy white universe for. Yeah. Months in like a puddle, <laughs> just yeah. hanging out in a puddle. Yeah. Do you get pruny from that puddle? Like what, if you sit there or is it like this special eternal puddle that doesn't make you prune? Man, that's a good question. Dang. Yeah. That's uh. You're right, though. I mean, I just I guess I just assumed that eternity just made it happen. Like, okay, you're gone now. You can only ask one question. It's only the first person who gets there. Right. Yeah. So the question was asked to to save the daughter. So he's not going to grant him another wish. No, but it's like eternity is just like, cool, you're done here now. You can't stay with me. I don't want you here. Goodbye. Okay. And just like teleport him away somewhere else fair so just for his own like peace of mind like he wants to be alone get out of here thor that's i mean that to me makes sense because if i was in that situation and i had this i made this life where you were really difficult to access me and i didn't want you to be around me i would want you to go away quickly (laughs) so could also be lonely because he's been you know that's true by himself forever Uh, for eternity so that's that's an interesting uh this is a good question they they really don't address it they don't 
Um, that's just a, always a thing in movies. Like, hey, we ended up at this place, but then we got home somehow. I don't know yeah. Um, so did Jane get cancer by having the reality stone, the ether, stuck inside of her? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I didn't I think about yes, that. Because it's more interesting, but. I didn't even think about that because that happened in Dark World, right? So, yeah, I don't watch that. <laughs> Not that All I don't, you but, you know. Dark is that she had it stuck inside of her. Exactly. I, I, they covered that really well in Infinity War. <laughs> They're just like, here's what happened. And I'm like, great, thank you. Dark Elves, there's a stone. Awesome. That, yeah, that's a good one. Good question. Thank you. Do you have any She-Hulk awards? Yeah, I well, kind of. They're not really good ones, but um, my question is kind of like Thor gets this thunderbolt, and he just knows how to use it right away. So I'm like, is it is this just like a thing that like when you wield these these weapons, like how the Necro Sword when Gore picks it up, he you saw like those quick flashes, like he all of a sudden was like given all this knowledge and understanding of all sorts of stuff. And he knew a bunch of historical things. He knew about the Valkyrie and all these different whatever because of this weapon. Right. Is does that is that what happens? Or is it just like, well, Thor's got lightning stuff, so we're gonna give him he knows how to use a lightning thing. I think because I mean every weapon that's been wielded has granted not just the power, but like the knowledge of how to use the power, like Captain that's America what it first seems off, like. and then Jane, and then um yeah, the other two Necrosword and then the the bolt. I don't know if there's any other examples of that, but Every yeah. time it's happened, it, that's how it works. It seems, especially with these, like the mythical type weapons. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I just thought it was weird. Not, not weird in a bad way. Weird in a comic book acceptable way. Yeah, it's um, like it's just a thing that you kind of blow past. You know? Yeah, I'm just like, that's a cool, whatever. I don't care. I, I don't want to learn how he learned. I don't want to watch another half hour of this movie to see him learn how to use it and yeah, have to go so to many, training. You know, so many of those things that like people complain about stuff like that, and it's like, would that be interesting to learn how that happened? Like, I saw that's somebody complaining about uh, in Avengers how they touch the ear and then they, they talk through it, but it's like, where did they get those? They didn't show that. And it's like, would that be a good ten minutes to waste on the movie explaining how they got yeah. the, the earpiece? I feel like if for stuff like that, you give me five seconds where you're just like, hey, here's this earpiece. It's awesome. It's weird made up name technology and then if you miss that movie you just don't know that and i don't yeah. care because like every time i get wrapped around the axle on something like that i kind of ask myself what you just asked which is like do i really want to sit here and have it explained to me or can i just go the head cannon route make up my own story or just assume that it was close enough i don't know yeah. and usually it wins out with it's not worth the time so yeah um, and then more, this is, I have like two others that are also stupid, um, that are kind of in that same vein, just trying to jump off and be weird. Cause I think that was the point of you coming up with this weird theories, right. Or something. Yeah. Um, how does Zeus's thunderbolt kill him? I mean, obviously it didn't really kill him, but it like went right through him. Shouldn't it not? If he's the original Zeus, what if he's not? What if he's like a fill-in or a replacement? Anyway. He's Mysterio. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, but And I did check just as dumb as that one was, and it was kind of a throwaway. I was like, well, let's just check the uh, Greek mythology there. Um, and, yeah, there is nothing that where he just died or had yeah. something that says, well, his own Thunderbolt could kill him. No. Because um, yeah. it's different from 
Mjolnir and Stormbreaker because those aren't weapons specifically for Thor. He just created them or has granted them. So like, yeah. Thor almost died from Stormbreaker, but that's not the same as the bolt, which is like yeah. Zeus. So. That's what it seems like. Um, I did. I I'm saying this, but I also really liked how Thor just chucked it through his chest and was like, because I always while it's enjoyable in theater and such, I, I always wonder like if the bad guy or the good guy, if either one would just end it right away instead mm-hmm. of talking, it'd be so much better. And yeah. so frequently that's, that's the old trope, right? Is somebody's talking and that's why they lose because they monologued too long. Um, I always think of syndrome and the Incredibles with his like, Oh, yeah. you caught me monologue. Like, <laughs> and yeah. And he, Thor was just like, oh, you killed my friend. I'm mad. And chucks it through his chest. And I actually did like that, even though I'm kind of poking at it. Yeah, I like um, that scene a lot, too. I was a little upset when they showed that he wasn't dead, because I think it would have been cooler if he died, but whatever. <laughs> that was, yeah. Um, the This one's actually more a legit question that probably doesn't need to be asked, but that is the purpose of the category, I suppose. How can Thor like imbue his power onto these children with a weapon that's not his like it's not you know what i mean like like the all the asgardian stuff is like they there's some kind of spell put on it some kind of enchantment to allow you know whoever's worthy this that and the other and then like zeus whispers to things and makes things happen and thor does it but with someone else's thing and also he's not in the all father role, mm-hmm. which makes it because it's like, okay, well, when he's given, if he, if he's in as the all father, right. Then maybe, I don't know. It just seemed like that's weird. I also don't care that much, but yeah. I yeah. <laughs> four thoughts that are equally half baked. Like, first of all, if he died, then would he be considered the, the all father Would Thor be considered the all father, but he didn't die. So that's not even, that's, that's moot anyway. Um, so it, I, I think people, another complaint about this movie is that he did that. He gave him the powers without realizing that it came from the bolt. Um, so they're like, why didn't that he do that in Endgame? But it clearly came because of the bolt. Like, that's why he was able to. But they never really explained well, so that. But I think that's, that's what I was wondering. And when you said, you said who died, you're talking about Odin? Zeus. Oh, so I was, I'm talking about Odin because he's the all father. Oh, okay. So I, I, I get what messing you're saying my brain so up. I, I, I guess I thought you meant the all-father of oh greek no, no, would no. have power over this greek weapon but either way like it, no it, that, that would track too though um yeah i was just like confused because if he was going to give power like you said like wouldn't he have done that you know like against thanos when they had all these people yeah. with not powered weapons like wakanda's got cool weapons but just add lightning and now they're like ridiculous right yeah but uh, it, it that's just gotta be a trait of the bolt itself but i wish they would explain but that the part that the, that the reason that i don't that doesn't work for me is because well we never saw zeus do that but we saw odin right. do that and thor did it just like odin like he pulls it up to his face whispers to it just like odin did with almost the same kind of like enchantment or whatever yeah, really, really similar. So I'm just like, that's weird. Again, not weird enough for me to really care that much, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess that's why it falls in the half baked category here, right? Yeah, just in general, I didn't love that scene anyway. So it's, it's yeah, it, the logic, and it was like bits of it too, where it's like he's going into it. And I'm like, oh, this is getting intense, and I'm like, well, wait, should this, 
he's going to give these powers to these kids. And then he slips in that like for limited time only. I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. But I I'm like, did. but wait, I now it's, that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. It's like, it's funny, but then it's out of place. So yeah. I'm like, the whole time I'm watching this movie is a two sided coin. Like, it, if, I mean, like every coin, I guess. It's, <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, that's funny. But why is it here? Oh, that's really cool. But why is it here? Like, and I just keep going back and forth where I'm like, man, I like all of these things if you just rearranged them different. It's like somebody decorated a house. And if you move the colors to different rooms and you move the furniture to different places, it would be awesome. So you have all the right stuff in here, but you're just not lining up my feng shays off a little I, bit. Just the, the movie, the plot itself, the 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 screenplay was good, but then the, I, I, it's really the dialogue of this entire movie, I think, that, that sinks it. And then a couple like other cheesy things, like the splits, whatever. Um, <sighs> Hated that so much, yeah. but it, hated just... that so much. <laughs> like on a on a baseline, this movie could have been good, and it's just those those things that they inserted that yeah. kind of suck it. Uh, I am up. Yes. Uh, wait, I don't know. I think you. Who led She Hulk Award? I don't care. Your podcast. You tell me. I think I did. <laughs> so you're up. You're up. You're All right. Fine. Um. Silver Surfer Award for the character that should have been introduced. Um, this is, of course, the one that was adjusted because I keep saying Silver Surfer, apparently. <laughs> so, um, so since he hasn't been introduced, I can't say it. Um, but Beta Ray Bill, for me, was uh, yeah. a character that should have been intro should have been introduced. Uh, I could probably say that. I might have said that for another one already. Um, pretty much any Thor movie, I'm like, man, if you could introduce... Beta Ray Bill, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. And Ragnarok would have been great for Silver Surfer or Beta Ray Bill, either one. Beta Ray um, Bill was the uh uh the the first cameo of Beta Ray Bill. When his uh head was on the statue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that that counted. Pretty awesome. Um which is even more like, oh man, he's there. I wish we could see, you know. Yeah, so he exists. We're, we're like so close. And I uh I'm also pretty high on that the the comic series that came out last year, the year before, whenever. It's awesome. It's just like what was it, five or six issues, and it was really cool. And Daniel Warren Johnson's awesome, and does really good art and really good mm -hmm. stories. You know, such a good story. So now I'm like extra hype on the get Beta Ray Bill in these movies train. Yeah. Um. Never my favorite, but it is cool to see guys like that in movies. It will probably come eventually. Uh, yeah. I think for this, like any one, you can say Beta Ray Bill for a Thor movie, but this one, like yeah. the symbiote god, Noel, I don't know if I pronounce yeah, that yeah. right because you never yep. hear it because he's never been in a movie. Um, it may be a little too early to introduce because we just saw this, the symbiotes in this movie and there haven't really been good symbiote movies. So you want to kind of develop it more, but it could have been like a, a cameo or post credit scene or something, kind of like the uh, the the Thanos uh, at the end of Avengers, just involving the Necrosword and like, well, we're, now we gotta give it to another guy or something. I don't know. Yeah, I I actually almost wrote that down because it's like so like these are not symbiotes because they're shadow things, so yep. they can't be. But they really, I mean, if we're tying it back to like the story, the comic story, they are right. It's all stuff you find out later when they introduce Null to everybody and have this, and it's really cool. It's a lot of really cool stuff, and I almost wrote that down because I yeah. uh. It's like, man, that would be sweet. Because also for me, in when I was reading stuff, I don't remember if it was the first time I read them or if it just I was doing a reread of some of the Jason Aaron Thor. 
And then I rolled right into um, all of the crazy venom and carnage stuff that came later. Um, it's just a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a good pick. Thank you. Uh, I'll go. Uh, we don't have a lot left. I think um, we only got three or four. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go positive. I'm gonna go with cheesiest fight scene, best fight scene, because the the fight scenes in this movie were were pretty good, and they were only a handful, but still. Mm. Um, I said I'm gonna go to positive, but I'm gonna start on a negative. The first fight <laughs> scene, it was just like despicable. <laughs> like that was. Uh, how are you going to start off already making you hate the movie five minutes in (laughs) Um, oh man which sucked because the the actual first scene of the movie with oh yeah was so incredible so good um that was one of my notes too it was just like man that opening scene was great yeah and then just immediately the cheesiest fight scene (laughs) just bring on the suck is that the cheesiest fight scene in the franchise in the entire um, movie? I think so. Um, I haven't put, I have not asked myself that question. Yeah. Since you posed it, I can tell you, short sighted as it is, um, I can't think of one cheesier. And maybe if you took out the split thing, but man, it's just like, gosh. <laughs> it was, I, and I think that might have been why my theater experience wasn't great, was because you don't want to start off bad and, and they didn't technically cause the gore scene was really good. Yeah. Then immediately into what is happening to where it's like, Oh, that's cool. Wait, ew, what, why would, huh? What is happening right now? And weird stuff. Some things I'll bring up more later to just started off immediately giving me a bad taste for the movie. It didn't set the tone. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, it didn't set the, a good tone. It set, it probably did set the actual tone. Yeah. It did set a tone, just not, not yeah. the one you wanted. Yeah. Um, I like the fight scene. It was a quick fight scene, but the fight scene in Omnipotent City when they're fighting the, I don't like God soldiers, whatever those are. Gold, yeah. Like the, the, the gold, gold, the, the gold flakes ahead. coming off of them. Yeah. 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 That, was, that was, like, was awesome. Really visually appealing. Um, And then the bolt through Zeus, Zeus's heart, just really good way to kind of end that. That was sweet. Yeah, they. I like that you said visually appealing because that is. I wrote down a, a note about the uh, the gold blood stuff, like flying out of them, and like even like Thor when he's walking away and he has like the footprints yeah. from like standing in blood, but it's not really. It's just gold stuff. I don't know why, but that was it was cool because like at the end of the scene, they all have like gold paint all over their bodies. I'm like, this is a cool little. That was cool. Yeah, that was very uh James Gunny. Um, yeah. Uh, but then. This, this is a recurring theme, but then immediately it turns stupid because Korg lived. I think Korg should have died. Um, but then he's just a face they carry around. That was yeah. stupid. Um, although that did lead to a funny joke where sh- she puts his head on the back of her head. And says, <laughs> got my six. Yeah, that's like, eight forty. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was good. That was pretty funny. I it that bothered me a couple different ways, and I mean probably I didn't put this in a in the nitpicking category, but I should have, but like the fact that Korg's thing was like, Oh, the only thing alive on a Cronin's is mouth. When it's always bothered me from day one, even though I, I really do like Korg a lot in the comics. They're very, you know, they're all very stoic and all the Cronin's are these like stoic, very quiet, just scary dudes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And in this, he's like, hey, man, I'm a funny guy. Come here, man, man. <laughs> and you're like, okay, cool. It's funny. I get it. Taika Waititi can do funny voices. And I, like I said, somehow I really enjoyed it. I loved him in Ragnarok and I enjoyed him for all the other appearances and whatever. But that still bothered me when he's the whole reference about the mouth. I was just like, that's, I don't know why, but I find it dumb. Yeah. I don't like and that. I kind of, as much as I don't want Korg to die, I also am like, hey, uh, dead, like kill him. Yeah, like the if stakes, you know, I don't know. It just takes off the heart of it. He just got hit with a lightning bolt, and then he's, oh wait, I'm I'm ahead now. I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, but then these just Groot. Shadow... They're just reusing Groot. They're doing the same thing. Yeah. Is hey cool? I mean, Groot's sacrifice was bigger, uh, but you know, it's the same thing. Oh, he's dead, but he grows back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. The Shadow Realm, though, that entire scene was incredible. Oh, I thought it was great. Yeah. That's that's. I think that's the scene that kept this from being the worst, or at least my least favorite MCU movie. Um, just like I said with the last one, just so visually appealing, beautiful shots of the, like the, the 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 gray, the black and white, that graininess that was so yeah. perfect. Um, and then when they're fighting and in, in the black and white, you can see the the colors of their weapons. Yeah, that was against cool. Against the blackness, that was so gorgeous, and just the fight scene in general was good. Um, Bale was terrifying, like. Probably Man, the yeah. in the entire movie. Um, but then again, there's just a couple dumb jokes that that kind of they didn't sink this one because it was so good, but just kind of took us out of it. Like uh Gore says, call the axe. Thor says, I'll call the axe when you call a dentist. Like that's yeah, that's that was funny like when I'm saying it to you now, but just not the right time, you know. If it had been, yeah, I feel like it honestly, if the scene wasn't in black and white, like if you took out all the super sinister, like noir type energy from it. Yeah. Maybe it would have worked if it was in color, but for some reason you change the whole tone of the movie by putting it black and white. And it was really cool. And that was, yeah, probably good dialogue on paper, but then it just was weird. Yeah. Another time, another dumb joke in that scene when they first landed and it first goes black and white and it's really cool. And they crash land. And it's like, Oh, this is scary. And then you hear the stupid goat screaming. <laughs> <laughs> back out of it. that that did make me laugh though because they messed with the like the foreshortening or whatever the depth so it's like yeah. oh the planet's far away oh they just hit it and like yeah. as you're realizing man they got a ways to go then the stupid goats scream you're like oh oh they just hit a big ball okay it's not even like a it's not even a whole planet it's just a big thing yeah and that, again, that's like I'm laughing right now because that's a funny thing, but then it's just not the right timing. I don't, I, yeah, just, all of those things, of an like, otherwise awesome scene. It is really weird how that works. For it's like, I don't know, it's like a really weird soup. Like, each ingredient is awesome, but they shouldn't have been mixed together. I don't know, yeah. Like, I like <laughs> all like, of these things separately, but stop putting it into a salad. I don't like it, yeah. Uh, um, your oh, fight I'm scene, up. um, best one for me was the Shadow Realm. Uh, and uh, cheesiest one for me was that opening, not really opening, but the the second opening uh, scene. I just the so the CGI was rough through a lot of the movie, really, and like just the some of it was cool. Like there's pieces of that opening scene. I love the colors, all the all of that. Like any of the like I don't know what else to call it, but the cosmic color scheme where you get those like weird blues and purples and all that and the greens and different stuff like that. Very guardians of the galaxy type stuff or ragnarok gets into a lot of that color yeah i always like those super visual and really really nice to look at but 
and it doesn't mean there wasn't cool action, but it was just the whole thing was weird. Uh, just something fell off. I did. I mean, I like the music because again, you're like, oh, this is gonna be like Ragnarok. The music's coming, and then and it was just kind of there were parts that were great, parts that were okay, uh, and then dumb. And even even the little bit at the beginning where Thor rides his hammer like a broom, like a weird witch on a broom. Yeah. That by itself is hilarious in like in like a mini thing or a comic short. Like when Marvel used to do this all the time, I think it, where you'd have like the comics, the main comic, and then you'd have ads and different stuff in there. And there'd be like little shorts where they'd make the characters more silly and they do funny little jokes like, oh, what if the Hulk made breakfast for everybody? Like stupid stuff. Yeah. And it's funny for that. But when you're setting the tone for what turns out to be a pretty sinister movie, like some serious stuff, like it's like you said, go into the shadow realms, like some of the best crap that we've had in probably any of the movies. It's, it's some of the coolest stuff. And then yeah. we lead off by you ride your hammer like a witch on a broom. And then you do the this like Jean-Claude Van Damme split thing. And I'm in being overly critical because it's like it's like once i tell people this at work right like if you give me this thing and i'm reviewing your work and you make small mistakes like one or two no big deal but the more small mistakes you make the more heavily i'm going to look over your work and now as i'm looking over i'm finding out you actually have a lot of mistakes and that's kind of how i feel with this scene and what i'm about to say because it's pretty nitpicky and dumb but like Thor does not fight with his legs. Like it just doesn't happen. His legs power everything he does, obviously, because that's how physiology works. But he like blows through people with his arms powered through, of course, all the way down through his legs. But he's not a kicking fighter. He just never yeah, is. Just he's like a Spartan a... kicks, right? Chest kicking people, blast through a door or something, but not this kind of thing. It, I yeah. just, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, all right. Even if you're ignoring like just his history like what you know about thor he's a power fighter just look at him and he has a giant hammer yeah. he's not gonna fight like black yep. widow you know you know we see we see him ninja. doing yeah we see him doing knees we see him doing like like front kick back kick every now and then but we don't just this kind of like the more acrobatic like you said like black widow type stuff it it's just weird and like also i'm questioning it though he is as guardian but which is why I questioned him getting fat in the first place. But his whole, like, if he's just coming off of uh, being pretty fat and being down and depressed, his mobility is probably in question. So all of a sudden, he's the most flexible we've ever seen him. I don't know. Uh, I go back and forth on all of that because I I have. So my boy, he goes by Fat Thor on on the Twitter. TJ, uh, love that guy. We talked to him on a different podcast. and he helped me kind of like Fat Thor better. Yeah. Um, in the movies, I like him just fine. But but in the movies, I was always like, man, how does he get fat? Like, there's nothing ever really talked about. Like, they don't have to have a good diet. They're special, and they're weirdo as guardian freaks. Now he's fat. Well, then he was explaining to me like when you get into like self worth and all this stuff and how it is significant for him. And I was like, okay, cool. So at least somebody got something out of it. So I I do appreciate it for that. Um, that doesn't. I still just don't love it but at least now i know there's value um yeah. but that's just kind of how i felt i i don't see any value on the the splits thing i just no. don't 
oh, finally, we have a flexible super buff guy. I never thought we'd have those in movies. I don't think there's a big demographic for that. Yeah, I don't know. I think Fat Thor is one of the things that, like, because it was done in a way that I enjoyed mostly. Like, it was funny at first, and then you get the the comeback from it. Um, yeah. That I just totally ignore. Like, I don't care what yep. his diet is like. Like, it's good enough. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, you I'm get gonna... is that resolution they gave it made it all better. Yeah. But yeah, picking Nick. Well, Pip well the Pip the Troll Award for egregiously lazy CGI is right there in front of me. I'm gonna pick that one. All right. Um, pretty much all of it. Yeah. I felt like throughout, particularly the first half of the movie, I just don't understand how so much of it was so bad. And uh, I've been in the past, I've tried to talk myself out of certain things where it's like, yeah, but it's still pretty awesome. Well, I can do that with a show like She-Hulk because I know the budget's lower and I know it's on TV, whatever. You have the biggest budgets for these movies because they're the biggest grossing movies like the top 10 movies on earth of all time are I think all owned by Disney because they've bought everything. Right. So star Wars, avatar, Marvel, that's your friggin' bestsellers. Um, and on top of that, they own the wizard of Oz, which wasn't a top grocer at the time anyway. And I think they own gone with the wind too. So like all these huge movies. So Disney, everything they're doing with these movies is going to make tons of money. Just put the money into better CGI. I don't understand why we're taking steps back and it's starting to look like flipping Steppenwolf out of the DC stuff. Um, so, but specifically like right, right off the bat, right. You have this great scene with gore and it's going really well, really intense. And it, the whole scene concludes really well, but in the middle of it, you get to Rapu and he's like, his head doesn't look right. Like it's like floating on a body. Like it's not attached to him the right way. It just looks yeah. weird something's off and the and even watching him hold gore up it doesn't look real it mm-hmm. which obviously we know it's not real but it's supposed to look real and it just looks bad it didn't look good and then yeah. uh i think that was oh, the most jarring because it looks like a human you know and obviously they're changing stuff to make it look bigger but it, it like that one is like unacceptable like that is yeah i felt like it was egregious is a great word for it i feel like it fits the category of really well and that, that one probably was the most irritating for me out of the whole movie. Because it's, again, you're setting the tone for the really whole good movie. Scene. Yeah. You have the whole movie to go, and we've already got red flags. Yeah. Not great. And you're kind of ruining it for Christian Bale, who is is killing it all through this. Um, a lot of the opening fight scene for me, as I mentioned earlier, but like he like Thor like throws a rock. Uh, I think during his workout montage, there's another thing where he like throws a rock and it just looks fake. It doesn't look right. Again, I know it's fake. Of course it's fake, but it should look believable. And it just didn't look good. And it wasn't like, like think back to when they had the whole scene with Captain America where he's like pulling the helicopter and they had him during shooting under extreme tension so they could maximize all of the flexing of his muscles and he's like getting super vascular and all swelled up because it looks like he's really doing it. Mm-hmm. Thor didn't even, I mean, granted he's as guardian, so he's probably not putting in as much effort or whatever, but like he didn't even look like he was under tension or stress of any kind throws this huge rock that kind of didn't match his movements. Just crappy CGI. In my opinion, I couldn't do better. I'm just saying 
it was crappy. Yeah. Um, and, and there's some like that get a COVID pass. Like I think Black Widow gets a COVID pass and it didn't. And look very you good, know what? And that is a good point that I really kind of forgot about because but it's been a while. The thing with this one is that it wasn't like underdone uh, as in like, like uh, Black Widows look like that. Like they just had to cut short rendering some stuff and it looked yeah. just unreal. This one, it was like, like lazy is a good word too because it looked like they just didn't catch stuff in editing and like just i, yeah. I don't know anything about CGI. they're like it just, it looked, yeah it who was knows different and it was really really bad it's it's certainly like like you said i don't i don't know anything about it either it's certainly outside of my area of expertise but it definitely felt like ah they're gonna see this movie anyway we're gonna make all our money and by the time everybody complains it'll be too late yeah because they all saw ragnarok they all love all the avengers movies everybody's gonna watch this just yeah it's fine good enough and somebody said I again could be wrong, but it definitely feels like somebody just said, "Yep, good enough." There's a time and a place for good enough, um, and background is good for it. <laughs> like quick little passing things, but not a focal point of a scene so early in the movie with a giant deity person who's just looked fake. Yeah, um, it, it might also because I said COVID pass, and I started thinking like there were some before that that were good, but maybe because they put so much effort in getting seven movies out in what, yeah. 15 months that they, that this was like Man. the last one where it's like, Oh, we don't have time anymore. Cause we spent. Time yeah. And, and tr- to be completely realistic, right. Every working person goes through fatigue and complacency moments. And it could be, that could have just been the tail end of the burnout. Just yeah. like, man, we're, we're cooked. We've heard enough about the bad working conditions they were put under and apparently has been an ongoing issue for really all the major studios, but Marvel's been under a lot of scrutiny for it. Um, so who knows? Maybe that was all part of it. Yeah. Maybe they were like, we're going to make it crappy. So you understand that we need better environments. I don't, hey, whatever. Yeah. Um, I also uh, stuff all throughout. Sure. Um, Valkyrie's backflip when they are in omnipotent city and she like flips up to the ship. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. It goes, it is not physics. Like it doesn't work that way. Like she like goes out and then like lower somehow and then back up. Like I, yeah, I don't remember that, but that, if you like I, follow I the path of her, it's not like I sat here on a tablet and like tracked the trajectory and was like, Oh, this it, she's off by this many degrees. And it, no, but it just, you look at it and you're like, that's not natural. That's not how I've seen people do backflips, obviously not 40 feet up into a ship, but it didn't look right. It was like, she didn't, there was no arc. She just kind of laser beamed forward as a person who she's never flown in the MCU. Right. Unless she's on her Pegasus thing. Yeah. I don't think she can fly. So she just flopped. Like yeah. it was just, it, it looked like somebody on a wire doing a cool wire show that somebody green screened around, which turns out is exactly what it is. But I don't know. They've anytime I see something that's later and you did better before, it's just bad. I don't know. Yeah. Like if LeBron plays bad his first couple games of the NBA, I would be like, oh, well, I guess he's not going to work out. But if he's playing bad now, I'm like, all right, dude, like you've been good for so long. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Like and that's what the MCU being guarded by JJ Barea. That would be embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> but like if it's like with the MCU having all this money and all this success and you're 30 bajillion movies in, I just expect it a little bit better. But like you said, there could be a lot of outside extenuating circumstances that caused issues yeah and i think the artistic choices were good and that that's something that is sometimes we put in this award if it's like a weird artistic choice but it's like it looked fine 
Yeah, everything. Like, there's a lot of good. Seemed good. Yeah, but then it just was done poorly, which is. Yep. It's, it's, it's exactly like you said at the beginning is like it, it all seemed good on paper yeah because like the design of the characters i never was like oh hmm i don't know if that was it it's all the elements are there but they just they missed something when they finished it i've got two quick ones so i want to do those and then we'll get to picking nets because that's gonna be six or seven hours <laughs> <laughs> huh. i'm gonna do the ragnarok award for character cinematic peak Cool. I said none. I don't think anybody is best in this movie. <laughs> is that fair? Um, Considering put, it's called the Ragnarok Award, this is following up Ragnarok. It's kind of hard to stop that. Yep. I wrote, I'll read my note to you. I don't think that anyone was at their peak. That is my note. I'm trying to think of somebody. There's like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I'm even thinking of guys like, like Meek, like, some, yeah. like just the smallest one, but even Meek was dumber because she was I'd wearing say that, like, like weird suit. Like, that was your sick. only real options are like Axel. Or uh, Gore, or somebody who's a one-off, or probably yeah, a one-off award. It's like you, but right, you can't can't put them in this category. So it doesn't really. It just and it doesn't mean. I know that someone will listen and be like, "Oh, uh, drinking that haterade," but not really. It's it doesn't mean that everybody was bad because I didn't think any individual acting was terrible. Like, I I was like I felt like some of the dialogue they gave Jane was dumb, but like. Mm-hmm. Not just her, a lot of other people, but you had, I feel like Natalie Portman's a really good actress and they almost wasted having her. Not always that sounds meaner than it should be, but like Chris Hemsworth is also pretty good. Christian Bale's really stinking good, right? Mm -hmm. And Tessa Thompson's good from the two things I've seen her in, but like it just didn't feel like everybody was really even given the opportunity to be their best they're just they're playing in the wrong system is what it felt like like they could have but it wasn't that they were bad it's just that it wasn't their best uh yeah which is probably less of a slight to this movie and more of a compliment to the others but whatever i'm going to talk about that more in picking nets um because i somewhat agree and somewhat vehemently disagree um but I am going to push back. <laughs> so, how does one somewhat vehemently disagree? <laughs> I On some of the points you made, I vehemently disagree. Uh, Tessa Thompson, though, I've seen her in a lot of things, and she is very good. Okay, um, cool. Just so it's clear. Confirmed. Incredible. Uh, and then if you're cool, we're just going to jump to the Eternals Award, which is probably... Oh, wait, we have another one I missed. We have I Am Iron Man, Eternals, and Pick a Knit. Pick a Knit. All right, so I'll let you pick. Um, I'll do Iron Iron Man because it's gonna be short for me. Okay. Because I didn't really, I just didn't really think too much. I should have because it's probably something Gore said was probably like, I assume was probably the best stuff. Yeah, I think you're um, missing one huge one. Though. But there's there's definitely and and as I'm like thinking through it, keep in mind. I, so I watched part of it last night and the rest of it this morning at like seven a.m. Um, and I was like. There's definitely some stuff. I know Jane said some stuff that I really liked. And I know Thor said some stuff I really liked too. Um, but I was like, I don't know. So I'm just going to put in like eat my hammer. Oh, you know, no. Or maybe the power <laughs> of Thor. And I and I know, like I said, that's why I wanted to lead off because I know yours will be better. Because I was just like, man, I'm forgetting all the good lines. Yeah. I mean, um, there's not a lot of good lines, to be clear. Um, there are two that are. But like, none I of those liked. are good. There, There are two that I liked in terms of like the rom-com aspect of this movie, which is yeah. what I hated about this movie, but there were good lines in that sense. <laughs> um, when Korg was narrating, he said, their legend suddenly became myth. I was like, oh, that's cute. Um, 
And then when Thor's talking to Jane, he's like, I want to feel shitty about you. It's like, oh, that's sweet. It is like, yeah, and the, like you said, that is right in line with like the romantic comedy silliness. Yeah. But that also has like heart behind it and whatever. Yeah, that's cute. Um, but 100%, the one you definitely whiffed on, the type of line that they should have made this movie around uh, in Gore's first scene, he says, this is my vow. All gods will die. Oh yeah, that's you're right. Like that's the coolest that's line clear ever. cut. Yeah, yeah. That that because I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, who had like an I am Iron Man kind of actualization moment? Yeah. And Gore's the only one I thought of, and for some reason I didn't even write that down. Yeah, uh, he had a few other good like monologues and necessarily good individual lines. Um, but that just that that was that was the other point. thing. I think I got lazy and gave up on thinking of something for him because a lot of his stuff is more monologuing for a uh-huh. bit. Uh, so not not individual lines, but yeah, that absolutely. It's in the first like five minutes of the movie. That yeah. was the it, it that was in the trailer, I think too, and that should have been like the 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 tone of the movie. And this would have been yeah. a great movie, and it just man it wasn't. Um, do you watch do you, do you watch Psych? I have watched Psych, but okay. Well, in the last I haven't season, seen every episode. In the last season, they just redid an episode from the first season, and it wasn't good because it was a good first episode, but they just decided to redo it. I hope that the MCU in like five years is like, you know what? Let's just do this movie again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Then we're going to do Eternals Award so we can end with picking nits. Cool. Um, (laughs) The Eternals Award for Could This Have Been a Limited Series? I said... So instead of wasting an afternoon, I'd waste an hour every Thursday for a month. I'm good now. Yeah, I uh, I said not really um, because it just didn't seem worth it. However, I would really enjoy like a like a galactic intergalactic cosmic miniseries type thing that highlights like kind of the there's like an hour of adventures in this movie that didn't Mm -hmm. really they didn't totally feed into the gore story. They did, but they didn't. And I would rather see that kind of stuff in a mini series. And I feel like I would really enjoy like, like Thor doing like side missions or side quest things with like the guardians, that yeah. kind of stuff. I would love to see that as a mini series where I get like 20 to 45 minute chunks of just fun of them going around and doing stuff. That's not necessarily super important to the story, but um, I think that would be cool, especially because of how the Guardians lineup has evolved in the comics and and all of that. But it'd be cool, like if they had used maybe an hour of this movie it, as a miniseries, they could have fleshed out Gore's story a little better, which I would have liked. But otherwise, yeah. I'm with you. I don't want to waste That's a, <laughs> just on this movie. That was a better answer. I was too focused on uh bashing this movie in my answer but this, <laughs> <laughs> if there were a because there were a lot of series in this time too um and i think they're scaling back on that as well they probably should honestly um but if there were a series called the as guardians of the galaxy that led up that'd to this be movie, great that'd be fun and then yeah and then then um just if gore is in this movie's tw- twice as much as he ended up being uh mm. that, that would have worked out uh, but let's get to picking nits um, so you said the acting was good. I thought Hemsworth was bad in this movie. Just all of the normally awesome actors were not great. Like they were like, it looked like they were playing it. Like it was a satire, which is not what you want. It was, that movie. oh gosh, that opening scene. I definitely felt like, Hey, let's make a funny yeah 
Like, let's do a parody or a satire of what we've done. <laughs> yeah, like even Pratt, who I think is one of the five best actors in the MCU and probably the best in this movie other than Bale, he was terrible. Um, but then when they get dramatic, What did he have? Like He had like two lines. Two terrible lines. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? Wow. Um, but then when it got dramatic and it was no longer comedy, then Hemsworth was good again. And it's like, that it just yep. kind of reminds me that like bad writing could just totally make actors look incompetent. Yeah, um, which is what that, I learned yeah. with uh, I talked about this with you in uh, Andrew Garfield last movie. This is exact. I was just about to say this, like that. I thought a lot of Andrew Garfield thoughts with Hemsworth in this movie because I yeah. was like, man, he's not bad. There's something making him this way. <laughs> he's obviously being possessed by something, but it was possessed by bad writing. Uh, <laughs> where it more like tonal challenges, like just not not picking the right tone at the right time because the serious stuff he was just fine, he was great. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, there were just seeing his facial expression shift in certain more serious moments and somber things that were happening. Um, like when Jane is telling him she's got cancer, and like you see him actually acting, and you're like, Oh, he, this is good, but there were other stuff where you're like, Oh. Or is this this is like the blooper reel and you guys just left it in? Yeah, it, it, that's a good way to say it too. Like they, they <laughs> it's, it's just a lot of embarrassment. Um, the first exposition by Korg, I hated that. Um, like I don't know why we needed an exposition for movies that we've seen, so I didn't get that part at all. But then the breakup exposition scene, I thought that was really good. So that's that's fair. Um, See, I kind of liked. I actually kind of enjoyed almost all of the narrating from Korg. I feel like more than I didn't like it. Like I really liked the idea of him and what's his face from, uh, from Ant-Man, like just narrating movies randomly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fine. That's that's good. Um, and I, I didn't hate the narration in general. Just, I, I think mostly like, why do we need an exposition about movies that preceded this movie? You know? Yeah. We just saw them. Yeah. yeah it, it's like in, in TV shows where it's like last time on Gilmore girls. And then it just goes, I there. wonder, do you think they did that as like a, like, Hey, we have to, because of COVID messing with everything. We've had a break from movies. I think that they did that because they wanted to do the narration later. So they had to introduce it at the beginning. Uh, so I think, I think that's it. Um, because honestly, like <laughs> during COVID, it's the best time to rewatch them. You know, what else are you doing? Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I liked or hated Thor's shiny outfit. It looked cool, but in the dramatic scenes, it kind of took me out. So I don't know what I feel about that. Um, I didn't like his helmet. Yeah. I, I, I was okay with the costume overall. I just didn't like his helmet. I think I was only in for a second, too. And it, it was weird. Um, yeah, it was very quick. <laughs> Thor in every movie goes through like emotional growth, but then once again, he's acting like a little dumb child and can't give a rousing speech. Like, I don't get that. Like that threw me off too. And then degrading. Yeah. You're, you're, I mean, you're right. He's always had like good. That's like his thing. Yeah. Like he might not be good at other stuff and all whatever I'm adjusting. I'm cool with the MCU Thor. That's a bit of a doofus. Um, Whatever. But like, when it's when the battles come in, he's always like dialed in, yeah. And it's like his vision narrows, and right here, that whole here and now thing, like it, that's him all the time. And then for whatever reason in this movie, it was like that whole uh, his heart was blocked, like Spider Man Two, and he couldn't make his webs come out. Except his webs are speeches in this case, and talking about eating kids. 
stupid. Like they're they're just trying to be funny. It was stupid. Um, I don't get why. So Thor talks about all the gods are in omnipotent world or whatever it's called. Um, omnipotent city. He's talking about to Jane. It's like uh, Ra, Hercules, Zeus, and she's like Zeus. Like she doesn't recognize the other ones. I thought that didn't make any sense. I, I'm really picking nits here, just so it's clear. Um, they literally have spaceships, but instead they fly on a pirate themed tour ship. <laughs> it's cool, so it gets passed, but it's funny because it it's from the comics. Like they, that's it, I let it go and enjoyed it. Like you said, they do have spaceships, but the having the goats pulling a ship is comic book stuff so yeah but that's also just when you make your franchise way more technology focused than it is really in the comics then you just yeah. gotta give some stuff up but i yep if my the point is though if i liked this movie i probably would have liked that that scene yep no that's you're right when I you have bad so. movies you pick apart more stuff like <laughs> you just said oh last one how did jane get to eternity's gates they never really explain that because she's on Earth and then she that's gets a good eternity. Yeah, she doesn't have the Bifrost or the the Stormbreaker to create the Bifrost. So how does that happen? So well, and real quick because I need a refresher. Um, you've rewatched more of these more recently than me. Why? Why can't she get the Bifrost with Mjolnir? That's just but he can get it with Stormbreaker. MCU. So I don't, know. That's I don't understand. Glitch said in Infinity War, in theory, can generate the Bifrost. And oh, I, that's right. Okay, yeah. Okay. It's just Thank never you. Been with me on there. I don't know if that's that's why that's what I needed. Yeah, because right, it was more he hold his hammer up because it looks cool. Uh, yeah, and, and then, then Heimdall, Heimdall calls him. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. That okay. We're good. Then I'm right there with you. How did she get there? <sighs> well, maybe it's hmm. No, she'd have had to fly. Answer. No, there really can't be because like if it was getting into eternity's gate you have to open that with bifrost or whatever yeah cool but even getting there in a timely fashion like i i get how? she could have flown but that would have taken a long time it's not mid fight with Gore, yeah right? so okay so what i'm figuring out here is obviously the milky way is very close to the center of the universe so really it's not that far there we go. Yeah, that's a good one because that that is weird. Weirder than the other travel things that we've talked about. That one, that one is pretty weird. Okay, good. Um, there are a lot of these nits that I I wrote down, and I'm like, as I'm reading, I'm like, that's very petty. I think when I was uh, <laughs> watching the movie, I got a little extra hateful because some of these are just like. Yeah, <laughs> I came into this. I really did come into this like ready to roast. I was like, all right, I'm gonna turn this movie on. And I'm just going to rip it apart and be mean because I just remember being like, yeah, I enjoyed the parts I enjoyed. I really enjoyed. And the other parts I hated and there was no middle ground for me. So it was either an A or like a D and I didn't have any B's or C's all through this grading scale. Yeah. So now it's been a year. I come and watch it. I'm like, I'm going to just be so mean. And then I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. Probably because I was so amped up to just be a jerk <laughs> the <Yeah>. whole time. <laughs> it's like whatever you're expecting, you're just going to, like you were excited to see in the first place. And it's like, well, yep. this sucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what kind of nits you got? Well, my stupid tablet just timed out. There we go. Um, there are probably quite a few. I tried to limit it because I knew I would, I'm like, by the time we get to this, we'll probably be pressed for time. 
And there's just a lot. I think a lot of little things that are mostly petty um, all throughout the movie, just things that I, and um, that I just didn't like, but uh, I do, I will say real quick, just because uh, a lot of times I'll pick at things in this category would be like for like, well, you could have gone with the comic book thing. Oh, whatever. Um, I don't mind Gore's redesign. Uh, I'm cool with him not looking like the comics. His teeth work perfect because they kept that and they look great. I really liked how they did it. They even did the little tattoos on his head to kind of match with his little tendrils that come off his head in the story. Um, and I really liked some of the comic book right to like very specific. That thing with Falagar the behemoth is where they walk in and they find him. He's the dead God, like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. That is directly from the comics. Like every bit of that, except for in the comic, it's only Thor there watching, but it is like, if you line it up from the comic book, it is the same shot. I love That's, when they do that. When they, yeah, they pull I love covers it. and put it on. Yeah. It, I it, thought that was so cool. And like Jason Aaron's mighty Thor stuff and like all of his stories, are so heavy in this um, that I, I really like how they tied so much comic book into it. Um, so I'm going to stay away from a lot of the nits that I probably would go for, but I thought I felt like Gore's story was limited and I wish they would have really gotten into it because he really is like just a really, really bad dude. Like everything about him is unbeatable. The whole story is like, he just, he kills everybody without a whole lot of issues and it's kind of sick like it is like more of a horror thriller kind of thing like you were talking about um and he we really only got a taste of how bad he can be and then like they have the whole like the whole god bomb thing in the comics and we just don't have time i guess to cover it yeah so it would have been cool i would have liked to get into that um one thing that just kept sitting in my mind as far as a nitpicking thing I didn't count this in CGI is because I don't think it is. Um, but the depth, like the distance that they're showing in the eternity scene, like before they actually get through the gate, when Thor gets there with the kids and catches the big thing that's fallen on him and they're coming towards Gore, Gore sees him, summons his little shadow monsters and whatever. And then it switches back to their view and it's like Gore's way further away. That happens all the time, and it's and I, like, it, it drives me nuts. I don't know why, but I'm just like, can you just be a little bit, just pay more attention? Yeah, I, I agree because that's always frustrating. In Endgame, that happened when Thanos and Captain America are talking and they're just like chatting, like not yeah. like screaming at each other, and then they it pans out and they're like a mile apart, way far apart. Right? Like, does Thanos <laughs> have one of those uh, your things? Yeah, too? that whole scene too drove me nuts. With like, oh, hey. He's gonna say Avengers Assemble really quiet. I know we already talked about that. And yeah. like you said, Thanos is oh, he's far four or five feet away. No, no, no. It's like two football fields. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, then I guess I'll speak at a regular volume as if I'm, you know, hushed inside my bedroom getting ready for sleeping. Super uh, soldier hearing. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, that was I only put those nits just because it, it wasn't too much. I just uh I got a little nitpicky, I guess, actually with um, I felt like some of Jane's dialogue was just kind of dumb. Um, yeah. I felt like specifically her dialogue where she was talking to Gore and he called her Lady Thor 
and she had her whole comeback on that. Not, I do understand why they did it because there is a weird group of just goofy dudes, just nutso people. Probably not just dudes, but it's probably mostly dudes um, who are Dealing like mostly dudes. Yeah, who are like she's not Thor. I'm like, yeah, I know, I understand. In Norse mythology, she's not Thor, but in a comic book, they made her Thor. It was yeah. a real thing that happened. Get over it. So I, I do understand why they did some of this cornball. It's the mighty Thors. Like, it's not really. You referenced that you are the mighty Thor, but you didn't say that's your name. So it's odd. And also, I think anybody who says, call me doctor is pretentious. So I hope um, 100%. I, I was just that, like, that when was she one said of my nits that I like, let it go. <laughs> that was one of my nits that I was going to say. And it's like, yeah, maybe that's too petty. But she's like, I'll accept Dr. Jane Foster. Like, yeah. Is that I, I just, cool right now? That's not, no. You being a doctor is not the coolest thing about you right now. I, and I do, like I said, I, I do understand because of the wacko people when this movie was even being talked about who were criticizing it as if it didn't happen in the comic books, like yeah. a why a long time. They did a what if about it decades ago. Yeah. Like this is not new stuff. And they're just like, well, he's a guy. Well, he's still Thor. And she's now also Thor. It's a whole thing. Read a comic, get over it. Quit being a baby weirdo. I understand. So I understand why they did it, but it can't, to me, it comes off as pandering. Um, yeah. And I don't think it's the same as the, the strutting women scene in Endgame. I think that it was cool for a second, but you overemphasize it to where it becomes pandering and the people you're trying to cater to are aware of that and are like, Hey, can you just make a good movie with like yeah. good characters? But again, I do understand it because there's a lot, there are just a lot of wacky dudes who are just like, Oh, what do you mean? Wolverine's a girl. What are you talking about? It's like, well, the people who write the comic books said Wolverine's a girl now. And they're like, but no, that's, her it's x23 you're like no no she's called wolverine now there's a whole comic series about it you should try reading it it's pretty good same with the mighty thor series it's really good but a bunch of weirdos can't get over it so now we get cornball lines and movies to, <laughs> to help square it away or something yeah the the mcu people that's yeah. just the lamest like what a a man having superpowers is more likely than a woman having superpowers. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's especially dumb right. when it's literally out of the comics. It's dumb either way, but it's extra dumb when it's somebody who's actually in the yep. comics. Um, I'll say the best argument that I can think of for there being more men with superpowers, this is reaching, but still, is the stereotype is that men tend to do more really stupid things that will I get you I knew you were going to say that. That's, so, that's... <laughs> so if you're sticking your thumb in a light socket, or you're licking chemicals off of stuff, you, you know, all right, that's more likely going to be a dude. But... That's like uh, Jamie Foxx in, uh, in Spider-Man. It's like, you got to be careful you fall. Guys yeah, right? fall in dumb stuff more often, so that makes sense. Yeah, and it's, but otherwise, no. I, it's We got, we're about half and half on population. Yeah, so we're probably half and half on superpowers. You bunch of weirdos, just chill yeah. out and act like, don't act like we didn't think Black Widow was an awesome character. Like these, there's wackos. Just people are nuts. And but that that being said, the MC like those people are gonna dislike it no matter what if there's a girl. So the MCU doesn't like the the franchise. The studio doesn't need to like try to I don't know placate those people because yeah people to don't yeah like prove it, a point to like them. it either way. No matter how you explain it in the movie, so it's yeah. just pandering. Yeah. Time for the speed round. We've got. Uh, so uh, remind me how we do this is it we each go all the way through yeah 
So are we alternating or is no, I go straight you, through, then you go, you straight, go through. straight through. There's not really discussion. You just make your point, go to the next one. And then I, I do mine. Uh, so the cool. six we have uh, missed opportunities, just one Oscar best non MCU double feature Peter Quill award for best choice in music, which prompt would you have stolen and who stole the movie? Cool. All right. Who goes first? You. All right. So for me, uh, missed opportunities. I feel like we've pretty well covered it actually at this point. I feel like Natalie Portman is such a good actress and you could have done a lot more with her story with the dramatic and dark stuff. Um, her and Chris Hemsworth do a good job together with in and out of comedy. So have that. I like to joke about dark things. It is everybody copes with different ways. And I think humor is very valuable for it. They could have done a great job if they were, I think, allowed to expand more. I also would have liked to see more Christian Bale for really similar reasons. He just, you know, you have these, he's a really good actor and I would have liked to see more of his story. Oh yeah. Um, just one Oscar is Bale. Oh yes. Not really much needed on that. Best non MCU double feature. I guess uh, the Voldemort stuff in Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 And uh, the prestige because uh, Christian Bale's in that also, and I really like that movie. Um, the Harry Potter one. Favorite Nolan movie. So that's funny that you say that. It's so weird. I don't know why. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I feel like I watched it like three days in a row, one time. Just because I don't know why. Uh, it was like I'm a different person. I was hanging out with hadn't seen it. I don't know. Yeah. I um, Peter Quill Award for best choice in music. Rainbow in the dark during the credits. Um, that one. I, the I, Dio I... classic. I put something else before um, I got to the credits. Um, and then when that came on, though, I, I got hyped. But it's on Man. the credits, so I, I, I didn't count it. Yeah, one I love that song anyway. It's a jam, and it's great. Rainbows, lightning, all that stuff in the song. It's great. Yeah, beautiful. Um, which property you have stolen? Uh, probably the Necro Sword or the Thunderbolt. Maybe Jane's helmet. I actually liked her. I thought her helmet design was cool, as opposed to uh, other Thor's helmet, who, which was dumb. Yeah. Who stole the movie? Bale. Um, and then, oh, that's all of them, right? That's it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, missed opportunities. Uh, this movie should have been way more David Fincher, way less Fairly Brothers. It should have been like one of the darkest <laughs> movies in the MCU. You like that one? Good. That's um, good. <laughs> uh, just one Oscar, definitely Bale. I, I made this joke before, but it's like, it, like Michael Caine in the Muppets Christmas Carol. Where just, just one guy <laughs> yes. is so much yeah. better than the rest of the actors. Um, I'm sitting here thinking, where did I hear that before? It was you. <laughs> it was me. Yeah. Uh, just that the ranting, slimy, like he's drooling speech when he's got the heat, the the trio hung up at the shadow round. It was like Shakespearean. Yeah. That was great like, stuff. Like that was the one point of this movie where I could not take my eyes off the screen. That was good. Um, best non MCU double feature. Uh, I said Men in Black specifically Uh, where they pull out their shades and flash the light so hopefully i can uh, forget having watched this movie (laughs) that's mean (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think that's where you're going i thought you're gonna say something like well because chris hemsworth and tessa thompson did a men in black movie Uh, that nobody including me saw so (laughs) i would rather watch this movie that's funny three days straight than watch the men in black international watch that one first and then go back and watch the original men in black so you can get flashy thinged and forget about it there you go. Genius. Uh, Peter Quill Award. I said Sweet Child of Mine, but from the trailer and not the movie because it was really done in the trailer and got me hyped. And then uh, 
it just wasn't used very well here. Um, and they used it like three times. A couple times it was okay, but the first time it sucked. Yeah, the placement the, uh, the was great. Scene. Like the opening huge fight scene, it should have been awesome. Yeah. But. And then they also did it after they killed Zeus, killed, quote, Zeus. Yeah, that and was cool. I, I like that timing. I think at the end of the movie they did it again. They did, yep. Uh, but it was better in the trailer than anywhere else. Uh, which prop? I also said the Necrosword or Zeus's Bolt. So that's not very interesting. I tried to come up with another one, but those two are both just really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and then Bale stole the movie. I think uh, Crow, he gets a nod because yeah, he, he was like a guy off the bench stealing a scene, and he was very, very good. But he gets a six-man award. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right, time for useless trivia. Trivia. Uh, so on top of Luke Hemsworth playing the actor Thor, a bunch of other Hemsworths were in. Sasha and Tristan played the young. Did you say Thor Luke Hemsworth? What I said, Luke. Did you yeah, say Luke? Luke, right? Luke. I don't know all their names. I just I was more asking for myself because I'm like I know Liam and Chris, yeah. and then there's other ones. Yeah, Luke is the lesser known. That's why his job is doing cameos as actor Thor. Makes sense, brother. It's a good hookup. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sasha and Tristan, his sons, um, played young Thor in the little montage. Uh, India, his daughter, plays love. I didn't know that mm-hmm. one, and she's got the biggest role, so that's interesting. Um, and then his wife plays the wolf lover from early in the movie, uh, which was a kind of funny scene. Uh, Korg's gods, it's on a Game of Thrones style throne of scissors because rock beats scissors. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. That's funny. That, that was a that's the kind of jokes that are good. Just a little quick. That's you see funny. it. You look. You see it the second time. It's I funny. seriously looked at it and I was like, oh, it's like crappy Game of Thrones. Ha ha. And that's what I thought of. I didn't yeah. think of like that's. I didn't notice there were scissors on it. Yeah, it's uh, it really funny. Uh, Jane says it's been three years since they broke up. Thor says eight, so you can figure she got snapped, and we're in twenty twenty five. Ooh, good um, one. Yeah. Uh, in the comics, the Necrosaur created by Noel, symbiotic powers. Talk about that. Uh, Daryl from Team Thor, that little uh, short, he had a uh, a cameo, an appearance in New Asgard, doing like a tour guide or something. Yeah. Uh, so people who have lifted Mjolnir in the MCU, the list is officially Thor, Odin, Vision. I said Halo. I meant Hella. Uh, Captain America <laughs> and Jane. And then on that tattoo that we talked about that I hated, you see a list of people that Thor's lost. Um, it says his mom, his dad, Heimdall, and Loki, but then also Tony and Natasha, which I thought was nice. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I didn't notice that. That's cute. Still hate the tattoo, but it was cute. Yeah, it's still not good. What was that? It that was yours. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, most of the ones you that I had. So the whole thing about his family basically being all these different characters in the movie. Um. The one that I liked the most was that it was his daughter. Because the funny part for me was I thought they, I'm like, man, they did a good job casting a girl who has like a kind of similar mouth and teeth to Christian Bale. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's got kind of like, like unique mouth situation. And her mouth I was like, oh, it looks like they could be genetically similar people. <laughs> and then it turns out it's daughter. actually Thor's kid. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Or well, yeah, the actor, right? Um it, that I thought that was funny. Um, you sort of mentioned the year of the movie. Um, there that yeah, the movie's actually in the future. Um, because of his eight year count, it's you know twenty four or twenty five. Um, 
So yeah, there's that. Broke up. I guess I, I was assuming they broke up in 2017, but you could say it's really yeah. that. I don't know. Don't know. Um, but yeah, the the one thing I was reading that was talking about it said 24, but I think your math is right on 25. Um, Peter Dinklage and Jeff Goldblum were both supposed to return, but apparently they and I think they actually filmed scenes and the scenes were cut. Um, no kidding. Or they may have been cut before they even filmed them. I wasn't clear on that. I didn't really look much more into it. They could have also um, filmed, but then not rendered it, so then it wouldn't be in deleted. Yeah, scenes, right. So it's like floating. the yeah. dude sitting there in a green room or something. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, Greek accent with Zeus was Russell Crowe's idea. Yeah, that, that one I, I thought was funny. Knew I left one off, and I was just looking it up to see which one I forgot. And so yeah, yeah. Uh, Taika wanted him to do a British accent, and yeah. Russell said I should do a ridiculous Greek accent and be funnier and more accurate too. Um, so it, they, right yeah so why they, is they everybody foreign always british in every movie if you are not american you get a british accent and i'm like or some version that's similar to that that a lot of people would think is british like australian or something right. and they'll be like oh the, everybody's just uk type accents I'm like but they're german why are they german and speaking with i don't understand or like like any of the like uh like ancient like Bible type movies where they're like all people who would speak Hebrew or Greek or Aramaic or something. And their accent yep. is British. And I'm like, why? And so, yeah, of course, Zeus is a Greek God. So British. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that they that did it. Thor doesn't speak like he's a Norwegian, but whatever. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they do have, yeah. Uh, and, and all of the Asgardians have varied accents, like all through, they're all over the place, which I kind of am okay with like, they're their own little melting pot. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that was it for me. Can you skip it in your MCU rewatch? I said I would. <laughs> uh, I said hard to say, but probably. Because uh, yeah, I, 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 without knowing the it. next. Yeah. And who knows? In 10 movies, they may be like, hey, we really tied something in. I doubt it. It'll probably be like Dark World where they can just make a quick reference in another movie. And you can be like, oh, cool. There was a thing that happened. All right. Like, I'm assuming love will come back. Um, but they'll yeah. probably also do a scene to, you know, talk about it. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, where does don't it rank know. for levels of Pantheon? Awesome, dig it, and Thanos should snap this movie out of existence. What do you have? I put dig it or snap. Uh, okay. now I don't. After the second watch, I'm not really into the snap it out of existence thing. I feel like I'd actually watch it again, in some time <laughs> give yep. me a little time but uh i was looking at your list right of your previous movies and to me i don't know i don't know that it's better than ant-man and the wasp iron man 2 i feel like it probably is but i don't know for sure but you have thor on the lower end of your dig it ranking and i definitely like that movie better than this one so you definitely have it there between Thor and Ant-Man. I, I think so. So that, that's why. Level. Yeah, that's why I settled on that because I think I liked it better than Ant-Man and the Wasp and not as much as Thor. So to me, it's probably a low-end dig it. Uh, but and like you said, maybe because of the kind of satirical leanings, not doesn't seem like on purpose, but they're there. I might find <laughs> it funny, like satire. That's not. Yeah, a good, it might uh, because genre. it's got that kind of satirical vibe, and and it's got a lot of funny. On not on purpose stuff. Maybe yeah. I will enjoy rewatching it. I don't know. 
Yeah. So I like I, I think it's clearly like just get out of the way. It's in the lower level yeah. of uh, MCU movies. Um, my expectations were higher than anything else in Thanos should stamp this movie out of existence. So I think it should be penalized yeah. for that. And the roots of the movie were there, but the execution was just way off. So that's that's kind of the 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 crux. Like, which is worse, having bad execution or bad bad plot? Like, uh, going through Oof. the Thanos movies, Incredible Hulk, just like a boring plot. It, and we had very low plot. expectations because we didn't have a a body of work to look at. Yeah, like it was following up Iron Man, which is incredible, but it was the second, so it's not. Yeah, you know, after this long run of greatness, um. So that's probably still last. Uh, the Dark World, I think, just it, none of it made sense. The execution was probably better, but it just was such a pointless movie. Iron Man 2 was just a, a MacGuffin of a film to get us to Avengers. So I think <laughs> it's on the same level as Ant-Man and the Wasp, because I enjoyed that movie probably more yeah, than I'm... this one. But the convoluted plot of that of Ant-Man of the Wasp was just so out of control it didn't make any sense and a lot of flaws with that that we talked about a few weeks ago anyway so I have it right above Ant-Man of the Wasp same place as you but I have it in Thanos should snap this movie out of existence yeah I'm 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 kind of with that I feel like like Thor Dark World to me is the movie version of this could have been an email like it just is like I don't know why I'm here um yeah I'd, like I said, I think I'd probably I'd watch it again. I don't think I'd have any qualms about that. But uh, yeah, I I think your point about the expectation being so high, and this it it is like this is like Belichick Brady Patriots stuff. Like you're expecting if they lose it all, like they're really missing it because they have all the pieces in place. They have winning strategy. They have all these great successes behind them, and to blow it is probably worse than if the bears do it because the bears are trash. Yeah. Like right um, now, Joe Burrow having a terrible season. That's just way worse than what Justin Fields is doing. You know? Well, I mean, he's having a fantastic season, but you yeah, know, he said that last game, uh, kind of. he's got, off. I think his, I think his ratings like one twenty in the last two games combined. Cause he's got eight touchdown passes, <laughs> but, but the bears still suck. Um, but yeah, I think you I think your point about expectation is like, yeah, Hulk and Iron Man 2 are following up Iron Man, which was great. But this is following up a really stinking good Thor movie and a bunch of other good movies. Mm-hmm. And just and then it was in this weird like downward trajectory of the MCU. But then right after uh, uh, I always mix the two up. No Way Home, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then Multiverse Madness, which was also really good and made a lot of money. Um, so you just expected a third in a row to be at least good, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, we don't talk more about that. I was going to explain the rankings more, but I think that makes sense. So the rankings as of right now in Pantheon, uh, Infinity War, Avengers, Iron Man, Endgame, Ragnarok, Guardians, Winter Soldier, Civil War, and Awesome, Black Panther, Eternals, First Avenger, Multiverse of Madness, Homecoming, No Way Home, Captain Marvel, Far From Home, Age of Ultron, Dig it, Iron Man 3, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Black Widow, Guardians 2, and Thor. And Thanos should snap this movie out of existence. Love and Thunder, Ant-Man of the Wasp, Iron Man 2, Dark World, and The Incredible Hulk. Boom. I really thought I was going to take away uh, Incredible Hulk as the uh, lowest rated one. (laughs) I I feel like that one's probably going to sit comfortably right there. Yeah, I don't think so. 
thanks again for listening to The Wrong Opinion MCU Rewatch. I know it's been a bit. Sorry to my millions of followers, my millions of adoring fans. We're going to be shaking things up soon, breaking away from the mold that we've had recently. I'll announce that once we get to the end of our MCU period. We'll probably wrap up at Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and then a few months, a few years maybe, circle back. We're going to be back next week talking about, I say next week, might be two months, might be three months, might be a year and a half. We're going to be talking about Wakanda forever. I think we got Josh Clark coming back for that one. He talked about the last Black Panther. Excited to break it down. But until then, peace out.